Okay, good morning, everyone. Good morning and Boker Tov. Boker Tov. Hayom Yom Shlishi B'Shabbat. Okay, so now, we are on the last part of the sugi of, of uh, Kavod Abrios. We are on Yutes Amad Beis, six lines up from the bottom. <coughs> we had just discussed, there were two exceptions to when Kavod Abrios overrides, um, there were two exceptions to Kavod Abrios, oh, when, it, when it clashes, with a mitzvah min Torah. Just to mention quickly, today's shir should be for a refuah, for uh, refuah for all those who were injured in Eretz Yisrael. Amen. And all Chal Yisrael, Kodesh Baruch Hu, should continue to watch over our brothers and sisters. And all the chatufim should be returned safely and sh- and immediately Amen. to their families. Amen. Okay. Amen. And that's chus we should learn and continue to do more mitzvahs. Okay. So now, six lines up. So we, no, I just we want get, to say a very good example of Kavod over Kvodah Torah, we had just last Shabbat, the Sefer Torah, which happened to be your Sefer Torah, was taken out of the Arona Kodesh. It was a Bar Mitzvah. The Bar Mitzvah boy was was learning from a different Sefer Torah, and the, the Torah was already walked to the middle of the aisle toward the Bima. And they used it? And then they returned it back, and they oh. took the other Sefer Torah. And then I asked, what, what's the story? Yeah, I never heard of that. I, I, that's not proper. No, no, it is, it is. So it, what happened was, you don't want to embarrass the Bar Mitzvah boy. He will learn from one Sefer Torah. And then when you take a different, a different one, he's going to go all in front of this whole thing. The Kibod Abriot over Kibod Torah. That's a good example. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll, I'll continue to share afterwards. And now... Tashma. So we are six lines from the from the bottom, and we were discussing that certain exceptions. If it's a, only a mitzvah drabanon, then kavod abrios will win out. If it's only something like that deals with mamon, like we said, when it comes to Ashavas aveda, that will win out over the mitzvah of the Torah. And now we're going to give another example. So the Gemara says Toshma. It says v'la'achoso matamulomar. So a little background. By Nazir, a Nazir we know is someone who takes upon himself uh, certain uh, restrictions. He's not allowed to come in contact with a mace. He can't have anything related to grapes. And he can't cut his hair. Part of the Isser is that he's not allowed to go ahead and come in contact with He's not allowed to come in contact with any corpse. That's a general blanket statement. So the Pasuk in, in, in Bamidbar says, As long as he has a Nazir, he is a Nazir, he is not allowed to come in contact with a dead person. The very next Pasuk then goes on to elaborate and delineate which relatives. His father, his mother, his brother, and last off his sister. The question is, it just gave it a general umbrella statement. He cannot come in contact with a dead person. So why the need to go ahead and to delineate which family members he's not allowed to come in contact with? So the Gemara says, we learn out from each relative that's mentioned a specific halacha. And it basically says, Aviv, when the next pasuk that says, after it says, he's not allowed to come in contact with any mace, the next pasuk says his father. So what, what do we learn from the extra word father? It says that he can't come in contact with his father, who's a mace, but he can come in contact with a mace mitzvah. A mace mitzvah is someone who, while you're walking on the street, you see an unattended corpse. And you look around, and there's no one to take care of the corpse. And you have an obligation to go in and bury the corpse. Okay, that's called kavod abrios. Human dignity that the person, the, the, the body should not decay and rot. So even though you don't come in contact with your father, you are allowed to come in contact with the corpse if it's a mace mitzvah, if it's an unattended corpse. The next word is 
Le'imo, what does Emo teach us his mother? We just said you can't come in contact with anyone. Why does he have to specify mother? So we learned that if he's a Kohen and he has an added level of Kedusha, he still can't come in contact with his mother, but he can come in contact with, it, with the Mace Mitzvah, despite the fact that he's a higher level of Kedusha. Not only is he a Nazir, he's a Kohen, which also can't come in contact normally, has a higher level. For a Mace Mitzvah, you can. The next word, Achiv, what does Achiv teach us? Even if he's the highest level of Kedusha, if he's a Nazir and a Kohen Gadol, who's even the highest level of Kedusha, he still can come in contact with the Mace Mitzvah. And then we have the last word, Vlachoso. What does Vlachoso come to teach us? It can't teach us a higher level of Kedusha. There's no higher level of Kedusha than we had a regular Nazir, then we had a Nazir Kohen, and Nazir Kohen Gadol. All three can still come in contact with the Mace Mitzvah, even though they are prohibited and come in contact with, a, with the family member. And what does Vlachoso teach us? So the Gemara says now, Toshma Velachoso, Matamalomer, when it says a sister, that a Nazar can't come in contact with a sister, what's that coming to teach us? The Gemara says the following case. He was on his way either, according to Rashi, it's both, or either or, he was going to be Shochet, it's carbon Pesach, which we know carries a, there are only two, there are 36 mitzvahs or averos in general that carry an Isser kar, a punishment of kares, 36. 34 of them are losases. If you violate this, you get kares. Only two are, minat, are a mitzvah saseh. Karim Pesach Mila, which means if you violate and you don't do the Karim Pesach, if you don't do Mila, you're chayv kares. Only two. Machlokas Rambam Ravid, when are you chayv kares if you don't do Mila? Is it after, when you become 13, we'll discuss this in a few moments, towards the end of the year, but the obligation becomes on the individual after he becomes 13. Initially, it's on the father. If after the father's derelict and doesn't do his responsibility, falls on Bezdin, his mother, Bezdin, and at the age of 13, if he's still not Gamalt, it falls on himself. At what point, when you don't do kare, uh, Mila, you chayv kares? Machlokas Rambam Ravid, if it's every day that you delay, so at year 13 and one day, you chayv kares, at day 13, years 13 and day 2, we didn't do Mila, you chayv another kares, year 13 and day 3, you chayv a third kares, or... The Rambam says, only if you die as an Aral, you chayv kares. But the bottom line is, those two mitzvahs, you chayv kares. So now, Lamar says, You're on your way <coughs> to go ahead and shecht and to be, and to do mila. Uh, interesting, Rashi says, you're on your way to shecht your son so that he can go ahead and do mila with, uh, Karm Pesach with you. Because an Aral can't bring the Karm Pesach. So he's, so... It, Sorry, Mila, right? Mila for a son, so that he can go ahead and bring Karpesa. Not check the song. We're, well, this week's parsha. It's actually apropos. But anyway, well, all right, good save. There you go. I want to bring in the parsha this week. Okay, And then he heard that yeah, the, <clears throat> one of his relatives passed away. I might think I might think that look, it's one of his krovim. He has to go ahead and uh, we're not talking about a Kohen or a Nazir. Now, a regular Joe Stam. A regular individual who's on his way to bring Mark with the Karm Pesach or to be Mala's son, hears that one of his relatives dies, so I would say, let him go. So Amrit Lo Yitama, but then I might think that maybe he shouldn't because he's on his way to do a mitzvah that if he misses it, he's going to be Chayv Kares. So which one should he do? So I might think, Yocho, this is the person's thought process when he hears this news, this unfortunate news. Yocho, 
כשם שאינו מטעמי להם, כך אינו מטעמי למס מצווה. I might think just like I am not מטעמי for them now, because I have this מצווה in front of me of מילה, of קרן פסח, that maybe because I'm already involved in a מצווה that's so חומר, that's חי of קרס, then maybe I would also not be obligated to go ahead and involve myself with a mes mitzvah, an unattended corpse. Talmud lomar v'la'achoso. La'achoso v'la'enu matameh. The limud is that specifically for your sister, for one of your krovim you don't leave, but still for avametameh le'mes mitzvah. But for a mes mitzvah always takes precedence, and you would always even go ahead and, and leave those mitzvahs on the side, and go ahead and perform the kavura for the mes mitzvah, for the unattended corpse. Am I? Why? We've said all along, last week, when it comes to Kavod Abrias and a mitzvah of the Torah, there is no Kavod Abrias that supersedes or overrides a mitzvah in the Torah. You're obligated right now to do Mila. You're obligated to do Karm Pesach. Yeah, you have Mes Mitzvah. Mes Mitzvah clearly stems from human dignity, Kavod Abrias. And all along we said, if the two ever come head to head, the mitzvah of the Torah wins. So why are you forsaking um, Mila and and um, and Karim Pesach for the Mes Mitzvah? No, that's exactly the point. No, that's not. But Mila and Karim Pesach is. I know. Mitzvah No, it's Kavod Abrios. Doesn't say in the Torah you have to attend the Mes Mitzvah. There's no. It's not one of six hundred thirty mitzvahs. But the question is, we said whenever you have a mitzvah of Kavod Abrios, this is human dignity, so the body doesn't decay or rot. So whenever you have a mitzvah of someone, do you rip off the, the uh, shotness in the, in the market? It's covered up, so you're going to embarrass the person, but they're wearing shotness, it's in the Torah, so you rip it off. Also, similarly here, he, so we say that the that covered up takes a back seat for shotness. So too, Miss Mitzvah should take a back seat here for the, um, for, for the Karim Pesach and for the Mila, but we're saying no. You still go ahead and attend the Miss Mitzvah. Why? But in, this, in, the, in these instances... It's not an either-or. You could go oh. on and do... Wonderful. So the question is, you still have opportunity to do Mila the ninth day. Or let's assume this is, this is going to take the rest of the day, the ninth day, and you still have the option of Pesach Sheni. Okay, we'll discuss that, yeah. Comparing like shotness in a market to a, a mace is like, it's not really a comparison. I think the mace How do you, take precedence no matter what. Well, it's covered up Rios, no? Yeah, but it's a different covered up well, Shatnas is not the cover of Brios. Disrobing someone. Right, right. right. So you're allowed to do that. But for the guy that's, like, if it's a mace, I think it's, it's, it's again, I think it's, it's different. Okay, it might be, but it's still under the same category of, of cover of Brios. So the Gemara says, shiny hasam. The reason why mace mitzvah, to your point, mace mitzvah wins out. So you're happy, right? I want to see a smile. Shiny hasam, dechsiv v'lachoso. The Pasuk says v'lachoso. Specifically here, the mace mitzvah wins out. Because there's a Gzeris Akasuv that says Velachoso, it's an extra word, and we learn out from there <coughs> that it is talking about the Mes Mitzvah, specifically Gzeris Akasuv, the Mes Mitzvah wins out. So the Gemara says, Veligmar Minah. So if Mes Mitzvah wins out, basically we're giving a, a, a victory to the concept of Kavod Abrios. So Kavod Abrios wins out, so this should be, we should raise the banner. From this case, should be the paradigmatic case throughout Shas, the Binyanav, that Kavod Abrios wins out. So how come we don't extend this to everywhere in Shas? Even by the case of, of, of Shatnez and the case of uh, all the other examples we gave by, by all, by all Isura. We said we don't learn out from, uh, from Ashavah Saveda because that's a case of Mammon. We're not going to extend it to other cases. But we should. Why not? 
So the Gemara says, Veligmar mina, the Gemara says, no, Sheva Taisa Shani. This is the third difference, the third exception. When you tell someone not to do a mitzvah, Kavad Abrios wins out. If the mitzvah that you're not doing, the mitzvah that's taking a back seat in favor of Kavad Abrios, is the mitzvah where you're refraining from doing. It's a Sheva Taisa. Don't do this. But to violate, to get up and violate Shatnez, that you can't do. To not perform a mitzvah, to sit back and say, I'm not going to go ahead and do Mila or to do Kar Pesach, Kavod Abrios went out. But to actually become Vasei, to actively, proactively get up and violate a mitzvah, Kavod Abrios will not supersede that. So we saw, in summary, three exceptions to the rule where Kavod Abrios does win out. One is if it's a mitzvah the Rabbanon. We saw that the person go ahead and climb on the Aronos. A Kohen climbed on the coffins to go see the kings. I, how can he do that? Or he goes in a base pros. He goes in this uh, field that had one, one, um, one uh, um, corpse that was plowed upon. And maybe those little bones <coughs> will transmit Tumah. So that was the Rabbanon. We saw a second case where Kavod Abrios won out. The case of Mamon, where you have a Zokin, you have a Tamachokam, it's not befitting for him. It's not becoming for him to get in the dirt and reach into the sewer to pick up that diamond ring that someone dropped. So I, if that's covered, Abrios wins out. You have a mitzvah of Hashav, Tishivenelo, you have a mitzvah of Hashavah Aveda. We say no. If it's a Mamon case, you don't have to, Kavod Abrios will win out. This is the third example. Kavod Abrios will win out by a Shev al And we saw the Rush gave a fourth example, Shogeg. If the person that's wearing the, the Shatnez is not aware that he's wearing it, don't disrobe him in the public marketplace. Wait till he gets home. Because he's shogig. He's not really violating anything right now. Okay. Before we go on, <clears throat> just a couple points. You can talk about these topics for Mace Mitzvah, for Nazir. We'll just talk about a couple points about Brismila before we get on to the mission, hopefully, today. Question. Anyone ever ask yourselves, why do we, why do, we do Brismila <clears throat> on the eighth day? What's unique about the eighth day? So the Gemara says, that we know that a woman becomes Tomei for a boy seven days, Minatora, and then for a girl 14 days, in order for her to be in a state of Tara for her son's bris, we wait till the eighth day. The Rambam in his Moranavuchim, when he gives the reason why we wait till the eighth day, omits the reason of the Gemara, and he says it's a medical reason. Because, and I'll, I'll quote for you, he says, he says, the Rambam says, Why is it specifically, this is the Rambam's Moran of Uchim, Guide to the Perplexed. He says, why is it specifically on the eighth day? Akash was chas, had mercy on the baby in order that he should be stronger. And what's the obvious question? If you wait 30 days, he's a lot stronger than he is at eight days. And if you wait a year, he's even stronger. So why, what's unique about eight days? <clears throat> So the Rambam is giving a medical explanation, somewhat puzzling for the reason we just asked. We'll get back to that in a second. So the Torah Tamima gives a fascinating answer. The Torah Tamima says, you know why you wait eight days? You know what it means that it should be stronger? Not physically stronger, but spiritually stronger. Because you can't go eight days without experiencing at least one Shabbos. So the Torah Tamima says, the reason why you eight days, no matter what day, y'all tell me if I'm right, no matter what day of the week the baby is born, if you wait eight days later, Shop is passed, correct? Correct. Uh, okay, very good. That's it, that's it, that's it. Good. <clears throat> I, have to, I have to remember who I'm asking to speak. So, 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 right, so he, he observes at least, he at least one Shabbos. That means he's spiritually stronger. It turns out that the Rambam was right. We only found out many, many, many centuries later. Physicians in here? No, so you'll take my word for it. Okay, good. <clears throat> I can say anything now. We'll, we'll go. <clears throat> Vitamin K. 
vitamin K is what we give in order to help us form blood clots. As a matter of fact, Coumadin is the exact blood thinner, inhibits vitamin K, which impacts certain blood clockers, two, blood factors, 2479. Vitamin K levels, which prevents hemorrhage, only is at its full level at day seven when a baby's born. This has been proven in 1955. A seminal article came out that vitamin K, which we need in order to prevent hemorrhage, is that reaches a full level in a child at seven days. So the Rambam was right. We just didn't know it. 1955, I think it was 1950s. Don't hold me to the date. But 1950s, an article came out that proved... But I'm, just, I, I'm actually even saving myself. And not, by the 1950s, it was proven that vitamin K levels, which we give now, if someone has, if someone has two overdosed on Coumadin, we actually give them vitamin K. Vit, Coumadin, as you know, is warfarin is the blood thinner. So vitamin K inhibits the effects of that. So to give a child a full chance to form a clot and not bleed out, day seven is the full levels. Anyway, it's a fascinating little uh, medical tidbit for the day. He was. I don't know if he was le- measuring the vitamin K levels then, but everyone gets a CME for today. Everyone gets a continuing medical education credit. Okay. <clears throat> now, another question. Is bris mila, the, the big question, is bris mila a mitzvah saseshez mangrama? We know that women, we've discussed in the past, and we'll discuss it tomorrow, and Davchaf Ahmed Beis discusses all about women and mitzvah mangrama. We'll get to it again, but to test your memory, we know that women are exempt from any positive time-bound mitzvah. Question is, is mila... So the Gemara Kedushan Tavchav test says as follows. We just read this past week. So we're tying everything and it's great. In Shvi, the last Ali and Parshas Lach Lecha, Avram is commanded to do Bris Mila. <coughs> and the Pasuk says that Avram did it. Ka'asher Siva Ito Elokim. Just, if you look, Ito Oto, look at the, I think the, it's supposed to be also. I think I saw today it says Ito. It's supposed to be also. The, it says Osovlo Osa. The Pasuk says that Hashem commanded him and not her. In other words, the Gemara says, how do I know, how do I know that, um, I think you're right, Elias, so how do I know that a woman is not obligated? Because the Pasuk says specifically, as a Kaddish Baruch Hu commanded him to the exclusion of her. As he commanded him and not her. So Tosos jumps on this and says, whoa, why do I need a Gezer Tzakasov? Why do I need the Pasuk to say, as he commanded him and not her? After all, bris mila is a mitzvah sashis grama. If mila is a mitzvah sashis grama, then women are exempt. <clears throat> then women are exempt. So why do I need this Gezer Tzakasov? <clears throat> now, anytime Tosos asks a question, you, there, there are always assumptions involved, and you can answer it by knocking off either assumption. Assumption number one of Tosfos is that mitzvah saseh, that Mila is in fact a mitzvah saseh magroma. If you could disprove and show it's not a mitzvah saseh magroma, you answered your question. The other assumption is, it, it, even if it is a mitzvah saseh magroma, then women should be exempt. We can also say, maybe, even if it is a mitzvah saseh magroma, it's such a chomer mitzvah that women would not be exempt. The normal rules that a woman is exempt from mitzvah saseh magroma shouldn't apply here. So implicit in Tosos' question, isn't this a mitzvah, sashes magrama, and therefore you don't need a gazer sakasov? Just learn, just like there are pater, paturos from, from tefillin, which is the paradigm case, from lolov and shofar and sukkah, they should be exempt from mitzvah, sashes magrama. They should be paturos, exempt from milah. Why do I need the special limud of kasher tziva osol kimosov losa? The Pesach says, as Hashem commanded Avram, commanded him to the exclusion of Sarah. If Sarah is not obligated, then they're exempt. 
Why do I need this Zerzakasa? Why don't I just learn that Mila is a mitzvah, grama, and like any positive time-bound mitzvah, women are exempt. <coughs> That's another question. No, That's but question. <clears throat> okay. So Tzipora, we learned from Tzipora that when that she did it, that women are allowed to do it. Doesn't mean they're commanded to do it. They're allowed to do it. She In fact, her, the shach. Hundred percent correct. Right. So Moshe was obligated. She wasn't. In like fact, good wife In fact, <laughs> there, there's a machlokas. The shach even brings down that if there's no men involved. What do you do? Is it better to wait till day number nine, or is it better to call a woman? The Ramah Paskins say it's better to call a woman if there's no men around, rather than wait till the next day. But she wasn't obligated, she uh, was allowed to. Here we're asking whether, just like today, women can sit in a sukkah, they're just not obligated to, right? <clears throat> so now... Isn't it a case where it, it's, it's on the man, it's on the father, but if, if there's no father, then it becomes an obligation on the mother? Excellent. Correct. But that's not the first obligation. The question is whether it comes on the mother or she's part of Bezdin. As we said before, between eight, let's just say the father's not in the picture. So until he's 13, it's Mutal on Bezdin, and the mother might be included. Does she have a separate Chiv? Is she part of the Bezdin's Chiv, the community's Chiv? <clears throat> it's a separate question. I also heard uh, a whole voice that there's more exceptions to that rule than there are that rule itself. Good. Okay. Well, we'll discuss this more tomorrow. <laughs> the question is now. So Tosos gives an answer, and Tosos says, you know what? It's not a mitzvah to say grandma. We need that Gzairah Sakasov to teach us that women are exempt from Mila. The reason why it's not a mitzvah to grandma, because from the eighth day onward, it doesn't stop. <clears throat> Once the, the child reaches day eight, the mitzvah never stops. To be a mitzvah to grandma, you need a starting time and an end time. There's no end time. The other reason he gives is machlokas and yivamos, whether, <clears throat> whether Mila can be done day and night, and he says, according to the Mandamar, we don't pass with this, that's the problem with this answer, but according to the Mandamar, you can do Mila day and night, it, it doesn't stop. It's, it's perpetual. It's always there. So that's the answer he gives. So, so there's a proof point to that. It's Abraham and Moshe, the fact that they did it later on in their years. It didn't stop. Well, Avram wasn't commanded until he was 99. Right, but, but, but it didn't stop. It didn't, uh, Meaning, if you don't do it, it just, it right, just keeps going. going. So that's an answer we're going to get to in a second. I so, yes. So, I'm, I'm, I understand everything you're saying. So, how do we learn that Hashem said, Sivauto, he commanded him. So, where do we learn that he's commanded that he has to do it for all his children for generations? Oh, no, the, the, it, it talks about that. That's also, we also learned that in Tazria, yeah. Parshas Tazria. Correct. <coughs> right, that just means when it starts necessarily. It doesn't mean nothing that's only during the day. It's not close, because we don't pass like that. We don't pass that Lila loves Man Mila, which is a problem why Tosos gives this answer according to the Mandarma that we don't pass like. So now, there's other answers to show that it's not a mitzvah. The Turi Evan, this, listen to this. This is such an amazing answer. The Shagasari says, the Turi Evan says in Chagiga, says as follows If I miss Shofar in 2023, and the next year I come and do shofar in 2024, did I, what mitzvah am I fulfilling? Am I fulfilling mitzvah of shofar 2024 and 2023? No. Over Yom Abel Once shofar of 2023 passed and I didn't blow shofar, the mitzvah is abolished. If I don't do meal on day eight, but I do it on day nine, is it the same obligation? Yes. The night merely suspends the, the mitzvah, it doesn't eradicate it. <clears throat> if I don't do shofar or lulav this year, and I do it next year, it's a separate... I missed it. I can't do tashlumen on it. But by mila, by definition, it's not a mitzvah, 
because it never passes you by. It's merely suspended. Night suspends it, doesn't abolish it. So he says that's how he defines why my Mila is not a mitzvah, Asesha's my grandma. <clears throat> but is there any, you're comparing a one-time mitzvah <clears throat> to a mitzvah that comes up every year. Are there any one-time mitzvahs that if you miss them, you can't do them again? Well, no, but the other ones have tashlumen. Let's say carbon, pe- carbon Pesach, it's one time. But, we, the, but the Torah instituted a second time to do it. You have tashlumen, Pesach. No, I mean, and also, also, Korban Pesach is going to come up the next year. But, it's not, but you're not fulfilling the Mila last year's. That's exactly, what, that's exactly the point. Whatever your reason is, you're, right. just, you're, you're, you're yes, yes, agreeing yes, yes. that Correct. it's not a mitzvah. Great, so you agree with that's the Turi Evan. Is there any example yeah, that like it's one time? If you miss the other band, you do it later? Later. You do it later. You do, you do it later. Yeah, so any okay, so okay, so then basically, <clears throat> so you are now saying that so you're agreeing with us that it's not a mitzvah that's defined by this this time frame, and if you miss it, it's too late. You can go ahead and fulfill it the next the next day. Now, is the level of completion on the next day the same? So that's that's question. Else, you, you fulfill it, but you don't fulfill necessarily his reason like Damon, which we learned from again. We're going to see this week. I ask him. This is great. Just keep on flowing from the parsha. If I ask him, Avram Boker, learns reason like that. One second, one second. There's a, two more unbelievable shitas. So the toast. You couldn't make a, a, a bris where the, the baby was yellow. So you, the next day, right? But it's the same mitzvah, it, yeah. right? So it's the same mitzvah. So the mitzvah is not take away from the level of it. It's so now, so now, it's not the same now necessarily. One second. The toastfus read says as follows. The to- but if you're not able to do it on the eighth day so for medical reasons, it's still the same level. You get the mitzvah, but it's a different level because it's not in the first opportunity you have. Now, Tosfos Ritz says something amazing. Tosfos Ritz said the mitzvah on the father is not as much as actually to, sh- to do the milah on the son, but to ensure that he's gemalt. And he says, you can call the moel at 2 a.m. in the morning. This is Tosfos Ritz, Rishon says clearly that it's not a mitzvah sasechus mangrama because the obligation vis-a-vis the father to make sure that the mila is scheduled to be performed can be done morning or night. And that's the real mitzvah that's on the father. Not that he actually has to cut it. The father's not obligated. He can send the shaliach, but he can arrange for that shaliach day and night. So it's not a mitzvah sasechus mangrama. Comes along the rashash, the rashash. He can make the preparations at night. He can call the moel and the caterer and everything at 2 a.m. in the morning if he wants. It's the preparation that he has to do what he has to do to make sure that it's gemalt. Mm-hmm. So if he calls the moel at 2 a.m., <clears throat> the Rashash says something amazing. The Rashash says, is there anyone right now, anyone in the world, who's obligated in matzah? No. Is there anyone right now, today, as we sit here, is there anyone who's obligated in shofar? No. Is there ever a time, Baruch Hashem, is there ever a time in the world where there's no chi of mila? Baruch Hashem, there's always someone born. We have, Baruch Hashem, a meal in Kla Yisrael, there's a bris mila happening every day. <clears throat> he says, a mitzvah asayshiz magrama is a, something that's time-bound, where it's not always permeating in the world. So you can't tell me that right now that, that shofar is not a mitzvah. Right now, there's no obligation. It's going to come Rosh Hashanah. From one Rosh Hashanah to the next, in between, there's no mitzvah. But Mila Baruch Hashem is in the world every, every day. We don't get enough for Tachanan for it, but somewhere in the world, <clears throat> there's, there's a Mila. And therefore, it's not a mitzvah. It's not a if you actually look at the Rashi, Rashi says, Shazman Yovo, Shazman Goreim. Rashi says the calendaric date 
is what defines a mitzvah sashesh's magrama. And since Mila <clears throat> is not defined by the calendar, but rather when the baby was born, or rather when the baby was born, it's not a mitzvah's magrama. Now, we started off by saying, so these are four separate possibilities why it's not a mitzvah's magrama. You could knock off that it's, it's not time-bound. We said the other assumption is, <clears throat> and Tosos has questioned, even if it is a mitzvah's magrama, the women are exempt. Maybe we'll say it is a mitzvah's magrama, but it's so chamor that women are not exempt. So the Ramban takes this approach. <clears throat> the Ramban in Kedushan, which is the source of women being exempt, because tefillin is the classic example. Tefillin is during the day, not at night. We say women are exempt from it. The Ramban says, <clears throat> if that's the classic source for mitzvah, such as magrama, that women are exempt, tefillin we do on ourselves. <clears throat> we wrap it upon ourselves. Mila is being done on somebody else. The classic example, the binyan av to teach us that <clears throat> mitzvah is magrama is potter is the only mitzvah they do bigufayu, he says, when you're doing it on yourself. But if you do it on someone else, it doesn't exist. Even if it's a mitzvah magrama, the exemption doesn't exist. And the last answer, which is the most apropos for us, is the Gemara in Tosfos Megillah Tavchaf. It says, <clears throat> why should it be? It says, Tosfos in there, Megillah Tavchaf says as follows, the lav oso, if not for this pasuk of oso v'lo osa, to teach us that women are not exempt, why do we go ahead and Even if you say that Mila is a mitzvah, 13 brisos were concretized, materialized through the bris Mila. And it's there's a chi of kares. It is such a chomer mitzvah that the normal rules of engagement do not apply. Even though women are normally exempt from mitzvah, we need this pasuk to teach us that they're exempt because they would be obligated here because it carries the mitzvah of kares, the, the punishment of kares. It is such a chomer mitzvah. So don't tell me that it's a mitzvah, I don't care. Normally they're exempt from shofar and, and from, from lulav and sukkah because it's mitzvah, Brismila, even if it is a mitzvah, says Jesus Ramah, and I'm not denying it, says Tosos, but because it's such a homer mitzvah, it carries a punishment of kares, they, they would be obligated, if not, for the pasuk of kasha tzivoso loosa. So we saw two different ways to show why we need this kazeres kasuf. Either it's not a mitzvah, says Ramah, because the mitzvah is always permeating the world, the, the preparation can be done at night. Once the eighth day comes, it never stops. We saw multiple reasons. Or, or like it's not defined in the calendar. We saw the Turei Evan. Or because even if it is a mitzvah in Agrama, it doesn't mean that they would be exempt. One last tidbit on this. And I guess we'll finish the Gemara tomorrow. The Minchas Chinuch says the most unbelievable question. He says as follows. He says, does the obligation... Listen how the Minchas Chinuch works. Unbelievable. He says, does the obligation of a father stop when a boy becomes 13? Who just pointed out before the, the obligation? Ed? You said when the mother's obligation kicks in. Let's assume the father is in the picture, but he's, he's, he's a lo yotzlach. We'll put it like that. And he doesn't fulfill the, the milah. So when the boy is now 13, the obligation is on the boy. He's not chayvim mitzvos. His mother didn't do it. His community didn't do it. It never happened in BRS. But his community didn't do it. He's 13 now. He's definitely obligated. What is the father's obligation now? Does the father say, okay, baruch Hashem, baruch shab I'm off the hook now. I don't have to do it. 
Or is the father still obligated? Either or. Either the son can do it or the father. Says the Menchaz something amazing. Listen to what he says. What do he say? Or that's when his car race kicks in. Because he can't the change fathers. it anymore. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Now. So the father probably doesn't get kares. So no. the son gets kares. But the question is, at what point is he? But anyway, no, 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 no yeah. So no. So th- it might be uh, the the rivet the rivet uh, says you chayv kares every day. You don't go ahead and do milah. So when you're thirteen and one day, thirteen two, each day you get a separate. You can die with God forbid five thousand obligation onchin of kares. The Ram says only if you die in RL that sets in. Anyway. He says as follows. He says, I'm going to prove to you that the father's obligation continues even when the son's uh, uh, obligation k- kicks in. He says, because Tosos' first question was, why isn't this a mitzvah? He says, my grandma. He says, because the obligation, once it starts, it never stops. If the father's obligation stopped when the son was 13, it would be a mitzvah, says my grandma. It would be an obligation of 12 years and 55 months, uh, 347, 347 days. He says, what's the difference if the obligation is for a week, like, like, like Lulav? What? The 355 days, 300, right? So, so basically, now, the obligation would be a little less than 13 years, but it would be a mitzvah, it would have a beginning time and an end time vis-a-vis the father. So the fact that Tosfos asked this question and said, when the eighth day kicks in, it's not a mitzvah, because from the eighth day of Ahala, from the eighth day onward, the obligation exists, shows that the father's obligation never falls off, even when the son's obligation kicks in. So anyway, that's a little... Uh, so they're both obligated. They're both obligated, correct. So Gera has to, has to do Mila afterwards, when he becomes... Not, not Gera, um, you're talking about an Eved. Eved Kanani? A gear. No, a gear does right away. There's no eight days. It's not after his birth. Yeah. Mikvah after before the mikvah or after the mikvah. Mila's, no, Tfila's first, I believe. Tfila's first, and then Mila. He's got to become a Jew. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about a uh, Evan Kanani. Okay, right during the Gemara. So now, the Gemara says, I'm going to Let's try to get to the, uh, the Gemara. That's all I got it. I'm going to lay right by it. Or Papa says, We're on top of Chaf Amad Aleph. Why the prior generations? Why were they zochet to have more nisim and, and miracles occur? Divine intervention. But why in our generations do we not have as many nisim occur? If you tell me that they were more learned than us, when in the time of Yehuda they were all learning nizikin, they were focused on that and that uh, one uh, one seder. But we learn all six. Uh, we learn Zaman Nakat, right? Zro and Moe, Noshim, Nizik, and Kachim and Taros. We learn all six. So don't tell me they, the earlier generations were Zochet and Mornisim because they're more learned. We learn all. They only learned one of the six. Kevimati Rav Yehuda Bogzin, and I'll tell you even further, says Rav Papa. <coughs> When our papa was asking Abaye, he says, when they would get to Uktsin, Uktsin is the last Masachas in Shas. It deals with Tumantara. In general, by the way, food can become Tomei. And Oketz, we, we, we all familiar with Oketz when it comes to the, the, the Pitam and the Esrog. Uktsin are stems. Stems generally are not considered Makabal Tuma, except if, even though food can become Tomei, stems generally do not become Tomei unless they're viewed as a handle for the food. 
If they're just extraneous waste, they don't become tummy. But if it's critical to use that as a handle for the food, they can become tummy. In any event, we're not going to discuss again to details now. <clears throat> and when, when Rabbi Huda was learning Oks in the last Masakti when a woman was cooking a vegetable in a pot, and some say she was learning the other mission, and he was learning the other mission, Zaysim, Shkifshim, Betarfein, Torim, if you look, cook Zaysim with their leaves, do they contract to them or not to them? Omar, the Rav Shmuel, Kavah Chazin Hacha. He would say that, he would say that, he wouldn't go into the details. He would say even Rav and Shmuel were, were confused about this. But in our generation, generations later, we learned 13 different Pshatim how to understand the Mishnah. We are so far uh, ahead of them, learning-wise. When, when, it, when he needed to uh, arouse the mercy of HaKadosh Baruch when it wasn't raining, he would remove one shoe to show as a sign of affliction. And Asi Mitra, and rain would come down. We cry to Kadosh Baruch Hu. We cry out. <clears throat> we cry to Hashem and nothing. Kadosh Baruch doesn't listen to us. Why were they zochet to so much more hashkacha protests and divine interventions? They were most nefesh much more than we are. <clears throat> Ron, listen up. This is for you. But we don't. I'll give you an example. Rav Ahanda saw this woman. It turned out she was not Jewish. That was a big mistake. But he thought she was Jewish, and she was wearing a very provocative, bright red dress, which is not sneers for a Jew, Jewess to wear. And he thought she was a Jew. And he got up and he ripped it off of her. And only afterwards they say, oh boy, I should have done more due diligence. It turned out she was not Jewish. So she was punished. He was punished. He was obligated to pay 400 Zuz. So afterwards, all this, he ate a little bit of crow. And he said, what's your name? So Amr Lai said to her, Masun. He said, my name is Masun. Amr Lai, Masun, 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 you're worth 400 Zuz. It turns out... <coughs> That it might be a play on words, because Masun is Masayim, and Masayim, he said Masayim, Masayim, Masun, Masun, 200, 200 is 400. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, there's your example, Ron. Okay. Now, he knows what I'm talking about. Rav Gidal would sit outside of the mikvah, and he would tell the women how to go ahead and do tefillah properly. Are you not concerned? About the Yetzirah? These women to me appear like white geese, which is not, uh, they don't arouse my, my Yetzirah. Rabbi Yochanan was so beautiful, he was sitting outside of the, of the gates of the mikvah. Omar, he would say to himself, When they leave the mikvah, they're going to see my face. And hopefully when they see my face, they'll think of beauty. And then when they are together with their husbands later tonight, it's going to impact the beauty of the children. We know this from Yaakov. Yaakov went in and put those speckled rods by the cows. Not that I'm comparing, right? But <laughs> sheep. Sheep, the, right, the sheep, sorry. And then they turned out they were speckled, they were born spotted, so on and so forth. So obviously it impacts. So that my his, the children will be as beautiful as me. And the Gemara in Bar-Mitzia says, as learned as me, not physical beautiful, but spiritual beauty. Are you not worried about an Ayin Hara? I am from the children of Yosef, who are, who are not impacted by the Ayin Hara. Cherishes to me, or beautiful is the son of Yosef, who 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 is is exempt from the from the from the Ayin Hara. 
Don't say it's talking about Oliyain, rather Oliyain. Meaning, I'm not worried about the Ayn Hara uh, uh, ruling over me. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chanina, Amar Mehacha, learning from here that we're, we're above the Ayn Hara. The Yitgul was given the bracha that we would be fr- fruitful and multiply like the fish. Madagim Shabiyam, just like the water above the fish protects them from the Ayn Hara. They are exempt and they're, they're pr- pr- sheltered from this. I'm not worried, says Rabbi Yochanan, because I am from the child of Yosef. Or you could say, or you could say, Yosef was able to fend off so too it won't affect me. Think about it, by the way. Yosef winds up marrying the daughter of Potiphar. We know that Potiphar himself was a eunuch later in life and tried to seduce Yosef. Potiphar, Aisha's Potiphar herself tried to seduce Yosef and Yosef winds up marrying the daughter, Asnat. That must have been a Thanksgiving table, right? <laughs> Imagine that. Your father-in-law, your mother-in-law both tried to do, seduce you, and you're married to their daughter. Have a great day.